What's up, family? Hey. <laughs> it's your girls, Dorian and Morgan, here yeah. with a brand new episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. And whether you've been rocking with us for a minute or you're brand new, we just want to remind y'all what we're all about over here. So first off, Jesus. Duh. Uh, <laughs> but for real. I mean, we love Jesus. We love seeing people flourish in their faith. And then secondly, relationships. We're all about seeing people win in their relationships with themselves and others. So we got our podcast. We got a hilarious IG for y'all. If we say so ourselves. <laughs> if we say so ourselves. <laughs> so y'all can follow us at Rooted Life Podcast. We got devotions on the YouVersion Bible app and so much more content. So if you don't know by now i'm your girl Dell here and i'm here with my girl mo how you feeling what you want to add i'm feeling real good yeah i'm feeling really good okay. yeah, probably better than i felt in a while i feel like i've wow. been saying that lately yeah i'm feeling great i don't think there's anything else to add except that we're just two best friends i guess maybe that's relevant sure. and that we get to it's a blessing to do this together to be able to build something with someone you love is really yeah. cool and to see like our love come across and our joy come across yeah and what we create is really a blessing so i just do that and i just i guess the other thing i would add is that really all of our content is also about us learning and growing in our walk and mm-hmm. i feel like even as we help other people learn and grow we get drugged by the holy spirit and so I know that's going to happen today. So I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit nervous for how I'm going to get drugged, but I'm open. I'm open to it. Mm, I too am open. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling he's going to be on my neck today per, per usual. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm kind of ready because we haven't done this in a while. So this is always a great point for me to kind of see, okay, girl, what are some areas you still need to be working in? So mm, I'm same, ready. Same, same, same. Well, he can be on our necks together as always. But on a little bit of a lighter note, it's our birthday season. Ew. Yes, Aries. Yes, Taurus. Ew. Don't add us. I don't want to hear nothing about yeah, horoscopes. Not. Don't come at us. Please I dare don't. You. We're not. In the, we're not in the mood. We just we're being funny. So don't take it seriously. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to add us. I dare you. So I just turned thirty-one back in April, and mm-hmm. you turned thirty this month. Ah, so we in the thirties club. Come on. And I think that both of us, even as we were approaching our birthday seasons, I think we both do it with a lot of reflection and celebration. Mm-hmm. I think that you probably the one that celebrates a little bit more, but Absolutely. it's great because it kind of feels like we get to celebrate both of our birthdays, but. I think it'd be really cool for us to just spend some time reflecting, but doing a little bit with a, with a twist. Okay. So I'm thinking that we asked each other three questions regarding our growth this past year and or decade. Um, but the kicker will be that we're not going to share or collaborate on the questions like we usually do. Like the first time we'll hear the, hear the questions will basically be when we're recording this episode. So mm. what do you think about that? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know where this episode is going to go <laughs> since we are doing this on the fly. But I do love surprises, so I am game. And okay. yeah, let's do it. But before we jump into some of our birthday reflections, let's do the, you know, the tried and true, mm. the glows mm. and grows. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's do that. I can kick us off. I think my grow is just noticing how I have just... I don't know, been allowing disappointment to get me down. I Mm. think that when you get a lot of disappointments, it just kind of compounds and gets on top of each other. Like, it just feels like it builds up to the point where you're like, I don't even know if I'm being hopeful anymore. Like, Mm. I don't even know if I'm like looking forward to the future because I'm just expecting disappointment. And I think that after 2020 was such a, a bust. I was taking a workout yes this morning that was like, yeah, y'all, end of 20, uh, 2019, 2020 is going to be great. And I'm like, ooh, joke's on her. <laughs> Baby, you don't know what's coming. And ooh. I think that after a hard year like that and just been in a hard season, I think the last couple of years, it's been hard to be hopeful. It's been hard to believe that God's plans for me are po- like good and mm. perfect and to just like have the courage to hope. And so I think I just have been growing in that area of being hopeful again and giving myself the room to look forward to things mm. um, in the face of disappointment, which I think is like a constant struggle, I think, for, for most people. So yeah. growing in that area, I think a glow 
um, this last couple, I guess, couple weeks is something that I shared with you in a quote that I just is just kind of changed my life, honestly. But I was at the dentist's office last month and uh, there was a lady on the screen who was like, wrote a book or something and they were interviewing her and she her, actually her book was about managing disappointments mm. honestly and she talked about how her counselor told her that it only takes 200 thoughts to form a belief mm. and she was saying that there were a lot of lies that she had been believing about herself and she has a garden and so she just went out in her garden and started picking out those weeds and literally was like I'm picking up the lies that I've been telling myself like mm. no like my future will be better. She started quoting scriptures at that point. I'm like, is this a Christian book? And then she kind of referenced God. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because what okay. you're talking about sounds like faith, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. But just this idea of like being more mindful. So honestly, since then, I've been really mindful of my thoughts. Or even in the morning, I'm like, I'm expecting good things today. Or even yeah. writing in my journal, like this morning for like just over, I said it 20 times. I'm like, I am hopeful for my future. Mm, wow. Mm, the irony. The one. Look the at irony. that. The irony. I literally told you. Worry about yourself, little girl. Oh my goodness! Wow, I might leave that in there. You just should. because, <laughs> just because. For the record, everyone, Morgan asked me to be on D and which I was, and, and then I that little not. dupe you heard was Morgan. Right, I feel like my computer puts all of its sounds on full blast every time I turn on my computer because it was on D and D last time I was on. Oh God, a mind bit. of its own. But That's all hilarious. that to say is just. Um, just telling myself, like, I am hopeful. Mm-hmm. I am hopeful. Like, God is good. He's faithful. So I feel like I've been doing a lot better. And i just been watching the way I talk about men as well. Mm. Instead of being like, dudes ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to make it, like, podcast appropriate. <laughs> being like, there are good men out there. And there's yeah. a good guy out there for me. Absolutely. And, like, I can't wait to meet him. And mm-hmm. to just reframe the way I view my life and my future. So I think it's part of my growth, but also it's becoming a glow. Yeah, I love that. I like that your glow is actually the solution to the growth. Mm, like, it is. Wow, that's right. directly connected so the the ability to be able to identify where you need to grow but then yeah. the fact that you're already working on that thing I think is really beautiful mm, and I hadn't really self-reflective that. so um yeah and it's not something that we're not all struggling with that's right. the thing right, right we right, may right. not be able to identify and articulate it mm-hmm. but we are all constantly navigating and managing the disappointments or just the ebbs and flow of life yeah and having to rewire relearn rethink the way that we want to approach our future and yeah. our next steps um, true and that's hard so kudos to you sis. thank you um all right so my grow i actually mm-hmm. laughed when I was thinking about this episode and I was like, there's so many things I feel like I need to grow in right now. Um, But I think I'm going to land on like my need to grow in patience. Like Mm. at work, I've really been struggling with people management. Mm. And I was realizing that like it took someone being patient with me to coach me up and help me grow in order for me to get where I am. And I was also remembering that like the seeds that I sow right now in being either impatient or patient with someone else will be what I will reap when Mm. I'm doing something new or I'm at a new organization or embarking on, um, you know, Mm. new position or journey and will be expecting or hoping that the people around me will extend me that patience and that grace. And how I act right now may influence how people act towards me later. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I want to just be better at navigating when things don't meet my expectations or when Mm. I'm feeling frustrated with people at work um, or even just in personal relationships, but just navigating like my ability to be patient, patient with people and give them, um, give them the room and the grace that they need to be able to grow into who it is that they're Mm. going to be without me trying to control and manipulate the situation. Mm. So that's good. Uh, yeah that's a hard one but um you know one day at a time Mm -hmm. one day at a time and kind of like you said it goes back to just like 
I intentionally like yesterday at work was like, I'm going into work today and I'm just not going to be frustrated with anything that happens today. Mm. And it really did change the trajectory of the day. Oh, like, wow. I feel like I had a much more peaceful day because I had already decided yeah. before I stepped into the situations mm-hmm. how I was going to respond to them. So right. I think that's so important. Um, and then my glow, I think, is just uh, being able to give some honest and difficult feedback um, mm. in a lot of different places in my life. But I've just been stretching myself to kind of operate more in truth and love versus Mm. fear when it comes to conflict. Mm -hmm. And I've often been so afraid to say, to tell the truth or to, um, to correct things if I feel a type of way about Mm -hmm. it, because I don't want to disrupt the flow of the relationship. But Mm. I'm realizing like the most kind thing that you can do to someone is let them know how you feel Mm. about something or Mm -hmm. give them Mm -hmm. clear expectations. So they understand how to meet you where you are. Mm. Um, So I've just been much better at like examining my emotions real time to be able to be like, okay, I know you feel uncomfortable, but push through that so that you can like, have a better relationship with this person instead of just kind of shutting down or just accepting whatever comes. So just grateful to see my growth in that area because mm. that has been like a long time struggle. Of mine, mm-hmm. So that I've seen a lot of growth, even Thanks, over the years, girl. there's been a lot of progress in that area for sure. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. So let's get into these birthday reflections. Well, like you said earlier last month, um, you celebrated your 31st birthday mm-hmm. and you are a seasoned vet now in oh, the God. 30s game. So Mm-mm. I got a couple questions for you if you're ready. Okay, just don't get crazy. Well, I got to be the one to get crazy, whatever. Anyway, first <laughs> we question. We both get crazy. <clears throat> first question. Uh-huh. Uh, so if someone had met you on your 30th birthday last year hmm. and then met you again this year on your 31st birthday, what are three significant ways that they'd be able to pinpoint how you've grown? Whoa, three. Mm-hmm. Let's get three. Okay, Ooh, that's hard. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is I think that I'm someone that wants to be in control. Mm. Just period. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle with that, but also just in my childhood, feeling like I didn't have a lot of control over my space mm-hmm. and what happened. I feel like I kind of do it as a uh, defense mechanism, and so I think that I am someone who likes to have control, which is hard in faith because it's like you don't. We're actually just being human. You don't have control really over much maybe your emotions and your thoughts but you you don't have control and I think that I am like slowly releasing my grasp of having Mm. control over my life and control over my future because I'm in a season where I'm like I don't know what this next couple seasons are going to look like and it's making me very uneasy because I want to like plan and figure everything out and so I think they would say that I have become more open with not having control Mm. um, and not having control of people and not having control of like circumstances like I've become more open to what is okay instead of what I think it needs to be And, and I think that's allowed me to move with a little bit more like allow me to be more fluid in my life and more open and present because I'm not upset because it's not my like what I thought it needed to be. Mm. So less control. Uh, another way they they'd say I've grown. Mm, I think I've grown in loving people. Mm, my okay. therapist and I have worked a lot on me not trying to make people who I think they need to be. Kind of what you were talking about a little bit of like we have an idea. Well, for one, I think we all make the mistake of we compare everybody to ourselves. We mm. want everybody to operate how we do. And then when they don't, we're mad at them. Yep. It sounds so crazy to say out loud, but we literally, because we'd be like, well, what I would do, what, and it's like, but they're not you, and it's not really fair to judge them against your standard of being yourself. You've had different life experiences than them, and so I think that my therapist and I have talked a lot about how to love people unconditionally, even when they're not the version of themselves that you think they should or could be, Yeah, and just learning to just love them, because God loved me first. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best version of myself now, but he's always just extended unconditional love, and so I think that they would say that I've gotten better. Um, 
with loving people. And it's not even just like always what I say. It's my heart posture towards them. It's my Mm. attitude towards people who get on my nerves or people who I don't understand. Like Mm -hmm. just choosing to love them. Like every day I'm just, I'm just making the conscious decision to love you well. And whether that's reciprocated or not, that's on you. But I've decided as for me in my house, (laughs) I'm just going to choose to love you. Yeah. And that's hard. But I think they would say that I've I've grown in loving people. Uh, The third way, I think they would say that I'm less rigid really mm-hmm. okay, okay i think that in a lot of ways um i think we've kind of talked about this a little bit when we were texting but i think growing up in a very religious household and a very conservative like bubble mm-hmm. bible belt um and then also growing up in a church that was like very much about legalism like just mm. having a very rigid view on life that didn't yep. really leave room for learning things new or understanding different ways of being. And so I think that just learning to be less rigid with my belief system. Mm -hmm. And I think that honestly, that's primarily with God. Like I think in this season, I'm reading a book called knowing, um, knowing God, but J.I. Packer, which is transforming the way I view God, the way I viewed him was so limited. Mm. Like it just, it couldn't even, and I don't think anything that we could ever conceptualize would ever like, wrap our minds around the full scope of God. But I think the ways that I thought that he moved and the ways that I thought that he moved with us were just so rigid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's way bigger than that. And the way he wants you to move is way, there's way more freedom. And so Mm -hmm. I think part of it, yeah, maybe the less, less rigidity is really more freedom, like Mm -hmm. having more freedom in how I move and having more freedom in how I commune with God and understand him and work to understand him. Mm -hmm. Um, And more freedom in how I express myself and move and more freedom to be me. So I think they would say I'm a little bit more free. Mm, yeah those are all so so sweet mo Aww. i love all of those i um the thing that i actually thought about was more Ooh. was less of a like spiritual growth thing mm-hmm, and more mm-hmm. just like a physical thing but mm. i was just thinking about like your fitness game oh yeah over the course of the last year like how committed you've become oh, to just like you. um maintaining a balanced and healthy lifestyle like it's not like you weren't healthy before but right, i think right, you right. just have different um practices now that mm-hmm. um I think you're proud of and Mm -hmm. and allow you to just like feel good about yourself. And I've noticed just like elevated confidence and like who you are and how you present as well. So Mm, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, That workout today was my first day doing six days in a row. Today is the sixth Ah, day in a row. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Out of the last two weeks, I've only not worked out one day. Wow. That's That's big big for me. That's huge. (laughs) That's big. That is huge for me. I agree. It's Uh, made a big difference. I love it. Um, okay. So let's get into the next question. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so what was one of your biggest concerns as you were entering into your thirtieth mm. birthday, mm-hmm. and how has that either evolved um, or not over the last year? Mm, I think this kind of goes back to what I was just talking about. I think my biggest concern was this idea. Well, I think two things happened. One, I had expectation of what my life was supposed to quote supposed to look like by thirty, right? And going into thirty, I had to grieve a lot that mm. my expectations were unmet, and I felt very disappointed with God because I'm like this is what it was supposed to be. And it's mm. not that. And so I think the concern would be that like, maybe w- one is like I'm behind in life somehow. Um, or that I've been kind of left out of this thing. I want marriage and kids and you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the concern would be like, yeah, that I'm behind or somehow not on the mark of where my life needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that of like, you just have expectations of what you think your life should be, but they're just expectations. Like, yeah. no, no one promised you that God doesn't owe you that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, owe you that yeah he gave you salvation in life and communion with him so mm. everything else is kind of just extra yeah, honestly absolutely um how has that evolved i think 
(laughs) (laughs) Or if it hasn't. I think that it has. I think just kind of what I was talking about with my glow and grow is like remembering that he has good and perfect plans for me. Yeah. That I'm not behind that I'm exactly where I need to be. And I think the more I do the work I do at our church and the more I see my work Mm. impact people and impact the community, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm doing exactly um, what I'm supposed to be doing in that. Yeah. I I think that a lot of it is like, it's prideful Mm. because I think that I'm entitled to something that he has not promised me. Mm -hmm. I'm entitled to something based off of my own expectations. And now that expectations are unmet, I feel disappointed, but he didn't, no one told me that I told myself that. And then I made kind of what we're talking about, what our beliefs, I told myself that and then believe this thing that no Mm -hmm. one told me was going to be true. I just thought that that's at 30, that's how you become happy. And I think Mm. part of it is like thinking that a marriage and kiss is like the epitome of life. And that's like the ultimate happiness, Mm -hmm. but I'm more happy in this season of my life than I've probably ever been. And so I think kind of just opening up again, not being so rigid about what brings me joy, but recognizing that if I'm doing the will of God in my life and I'm working on myself and I'm living in the present and I'm loving well, then that that's a gift. And I should just like focus on the present and be grateful. So I think what attributed to that change uh, I don't even know. I think just, uh, processing with God yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just bringing it to him, being in therapy and, and thinking it through. And then also mm-hmm. having married friends and being sobered up of like, baby, it's still work. Come I on. think we know it's work, but when you hear somebody who's Mm-mm. actually married, you're like, huh. that sounds like a lot. Yeah. I like being able to do whatever <laughs> I want to do. So I think yeah. it just is just time and maturity. I think just kind of helped me be more open to what my thirties can be. And if it ends up with a family and kids, great. And if it doesn't like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. All this is fleeting anyway. I was reading in my book today about Ecclesiastes. This is all fleeting. Mm-hmm. So, like and he's like, the best you can do being, one of the things he's saying about being wise is like, enjoy the present. Like, make yeah. the best of the circumstance you have and just live in that. Yeah. And that's actually, that's biblical. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can, I can live in the present and, mm-hmm. enjoy, and like, just do the best of my circumstances. Like, that's, I can handle that. Yeah. If I know all this is going to fade anyway, I can at least be in the present. So, yeah. I was, yeah. um, when we were at Esther's Bachelorette, uh, we were talking and mm. I was telling her what a woman had actually told me the night before when I was at um, my gala event. Mm. And she was saying how she was actively working to fully step into her joy. And mm, she was I like, like the thing about it is whenever um, terrible circumstances happen mm-hmm. or we experience uh, sorrow or grief or disappointment, we we give that our full attention. That's, That's the only true. thing we can focus on. Like yeah. it consumes us. Mm-hmm. But when these beautiful moments happen, we we're stepping in into blessing, or there are joyful moments. It's like we we look at them for just a second, and mm-hmm. then we're already on to the next thing. Like That's okay, good. well, what's the next moment of joy? Mm-hmm. Or we're getting distracted by something else that happened in the past, or something yeah. we're afraid of. And she was like, we don't give our joy the same full attention that wow. we give our sorrow. And she was like, mm-hmm. so I'm actively working to like when I have a joyful moment or there is something to celebrate, I'm going to fully step into that. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need to see right now. Mm -hmm. And I will just live in that moment. And I think that like that full appreciation for life is kind of what you're getting at. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. As as far as embracing the present and really letting that be the apple of your eye in the Mm -hmm. moment, you know, and really being able to hold on to that. So that's sweet. And the fact that that's coming from Ecclesiastes who they say Solomon wrote, who was the wisest man. So the wisest man in the world said that wisdom part of wisdom is being in the present Mm -hmm. and enjoying it i think that's worth listening to that's worth listening to to me that's great advice though i love that you shared that Mm, that's good okay um last question Mm -hmm. so a little bit less about growth but just a little bit more forward thinking Mm -hmm. giving you a, a chance to dream a little bit um, what are three new experiences you expect or hope to have mm. by the time you're hitting your 
40th birthday. So nine Three. years from now. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> 40 sounds. Is old. that crazy? 30 sounded old at 20, but 40 <gasps> sounds like, oh, you're like a seasoned adult. Oh, baby. Wow. I Walking can't imagine fully. how great I'm going to be at 40. I oh, can't either. Oh. I'm going to be great. Wow. Um, three experiences, more traveling. Yes. Okay. I'd like to hit South America and Africa in okay. my 40s. By the time in my 30s. Get there. Yeah. I've already okay. done Europe. I've done Asia. But I'd love to hit, and I've done a little bit of Latin America, but really want to get into South America, okay. or I've done a little bit of Central America. I really want to get into South America, and I want to get to Africa. Okay, love that. And there's a couple, there's a couple other spots in the in the states. I'd love to see Grand Canyon. I'd love to yes. hit Seattle. Okay, I'd love to hit Hawaii. Okay, so there's a few other places in the states that I'm like, I, I'm I gotta make it there. Yeah. So okay, more traveling love which that. would be great. That's the number one experience. I would. I guess marriage and the family would be a new experience I would mm-hmm. like to have mm-hmm. in my 30s. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. That's not as big of a priority, but it's it's on the list. Yeah, for making sure. Making my request known. <clears throat> God, making that request known, just so you know, still there. Um, what about that experience would you be looking forward to? Uh, building something with someone. Okay. Just kind of what I was saying before. I like building with people I love. I yeah. love putting our love and our joy mm-hmm. and what we have together into a, into something that can grow and yes, thrive. Yes. Actually, my mentor has me talking, thinking about, you know, what I'm gifted at. And I was realizing that I'm a nurturer. Mm-hmm. Like if you go into my house, I have all these plants and animals. It's like, cause I love yes. to see things. <laughs> I love to nurture. Yeah. I love to care for people and love them. And I like to see things flourish. And mm-hmm. so the idea of doing that with a partner of seeing a life flourish, seeing mm-hmm. a family flourish, seeing I finances flourish our community like seeing things flourish what's I love doing it by myself so I can't yeah. imagine how fulfilling it would be to do that with someone else yeah. to build with someone yeah. else and to also pour, pour into them and watch them flourish as a person and and me flourishing as a result of them being a mirror and helping me grow so yeah that would be something I'm excited about and I think the third experience I hope to have is I think I got another career in me okay I think I have one more career in me I've had so many careers but yes um <laughs> I would like to settle on one okay. in my 30s. So the new experience would be having the courage to move into a new career mm-hmm. and really stepping. Um, who was preaching about that? Uh, Pastor Darius was talking about in one of his Bible studies about like um, our calling and you'll have true fulfillment when you walk into your calling. Yes. And I think that I've had partial fulfillment, but he's like, it's just different when you're in your calling. That fulfillment yeah. feels different. And so I'm excited for the level of fulfillment I think I'll get when I walk into this next season and next calling that I think that he's moving me into. Yeah. I love that too. I think it's also the idea that your calling shifts based mm-hmm. on the season. Yeah. Like your purpose always stays the same right. like to know God and to make him known. But like your calling, the way that you get to know God and make him known mm-hmm. to others, mm-hmm. that shifts with every season. Yeah. So excited to see what the yeah. next season will look like for you. Those are such great questions. Thank you for Ooh. asking me those and giving me the space to, to reflect. Yeah. Those are great. I enjoyed that actually. Me too. Very so life-giving. thoughtful. Both so intimate. I forgot we were doing a podcast. I felt like we were just at dinner. <laughs> I forgot it. Folks are listening. Super life-giving. <laughs> I liked that a lot. That was really helpful. Also just helping to reframe. I think that I spent a lot of time complaining. So to be part mm. of being hopeful is actually like yeah. casting vision for what my life could be and giving myself room and space to imagine something different yep. and better. Yep. And I think sometimes what that's what disappointment does. It robs you of your hope mm-hmm. and it gets you to the point where you can't even imagine something different from Correct. this. It makes you feel like this is going to always be the way it is but Mm -hmm. it's not there's hope truth so i guess that's a word for somebody Mm. me it's for me and somebody else there is hope there is hope there There is is okay Mm. so it's your turn our little birthday girl okay she's 30 she's grown we've done brunches we've done a festival we've done vegas (laughs) we did trips i mean We've done a lot, as we <laughs> often do for your birthday, which I love because I'm not into birthdays, but you are. So I just kind of tag along. I'm like, take me with you. 
<laughs> so we've, we've, we've done the ultimate most um, Pretty much, as yeah. we often do. We've looked cute and tan and fit while doing it. In many cities. In many cities, <laughs> many locations. So um, now that we've done a celebration, maybe we get into some of these, these little reflections. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Reflection. Reflection. <laughs> okay. First question. Mm-hmm. Um, something I, I think my first therapist had me think about this, um, about honoring the little girl in me, that mm-hmm. there's still a little girl in me. Um, like I'm still the person I was when I was eight and nine. And how do I honor what she needs? Almost like wanting to be a mother to yourself. Like how do you mm-hmm. nurture and love mm-hmm. the most intimate, young, innocent part of you? How mm-hmm. do you, how do you still care for her? What does she need? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I feel like I'm really thriving, I think about the little girl and I'm like, man, if my eight year old self saw me, she would be like, yo, mm-hmm. look at that apartment she got, mm-hmm. man. She got her own car. I've always wanted the Honda. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she got the Honda. Like <laughs> since hair look good. Yeah. Like she would be so impressed with me. Like if the eight year old me, met me today yeah I think she would like look up to me and really Mm. admire me so if the younger version of you walked Mm. up and met 30 year old Dorian what do you think she would say about you and what do you think would be her impression and and would she be proud Mm. wow super deep Mm -hmm. Um, always (laughs) nothing less always uh (laughs) yeah I mean well to answer the question would she be proud I think yes Mm. um I think when I think about that little girl she did not feel pretty and Mm. she did not feel confident. Mm. And those are two things that like, I feel like my sense of first off what beauty is Mm -hmm. has shifted because at the time it was only physical, but Mm. it had nothing to do with how others treated, you know, how you treated people. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with like character really. And so I think that she would think like, Oh wow, this girl seems this woman, I guess. Yeah, she grown. <laughs> this girl would think that this woman that I've become is so confident and mm. so um, just so capable. Like, yeah. I think that the way that I approach life now is like, actually, I could do anything. Yeah. Like, literally, I literally am that person. I'm mm. always like, I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you give me something and I'm like, I'm going to be bomb at it. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not, I'm going to stay up all night and like become almost <laughs> obsessive with it so that I can be bomb at it. Right, like, right, that's right. just that's just the person we that call I that am. excellence. I mean, folks. baby, I we do call that excellence. Nothing with less. excellence. So I think that she would be like, dang, like this woman, mm. she's so capable of mm-hmm. doing whatever she puts her mind to. Mm. And I think the other thing is just like how celebratory I am, but mm-hmm. not just of myself, but of others. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. I think that she would notice how like, dang, every person that like if she were to observe me saying hey to people, like people that I know, people mm-hmm. that are my friends or even people that I know don't know. I think just like the joy and celebration about life that I have would really come across. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that comes across not just physically that I'm like a very smiley person, mm-hmm. but just also when I engage with people, I'm like, OK, what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I be praying for you? Like, tell me about this thing. Like always just wanting to actually see people for who they are. And yeah. just to, I mean, I love to celebrate and encourage mm-hmm. people like you do. That is just probably, you know, a God given natural gift of mine. Mm hmm. Um, So I think that she would also notice how I love to build people up Mm. and to remind them that like whatever it is that they see in me, they have the exact same thing. Yeah. Like whatever it is that they're like, oh, man, I love how you do that. I'm like, yeah. And you can do it, too. Like anytime Mm -hmm. people are always like, I don't know how you I'm like, you got the same (laughs) stuff right in you. Truly. You can do the exact same things. And bigger than that, you can access the same God to help Mm -hmm. you do it. Come on now. So, yeah, those are kind of the things Mm -hmm. that come to mind, just like the confidence the the capability to kind of just do anything I put my mind to and then just um, celebrating and loving on others well. Yeah. I just think about like, you know, we've been friends for a while. So like mm-hmm. if we sat across the table from our 18 year old selves, Ciao. 
Wouldn't that be yes. crazy? Yeah. That'd be a cool movie concept, though. It would. I think, too, building on that is like that girl. I mean, it's like if it were maybe a teenage version mm-hmm. of myself, she would see my ability to be able to like have fun and enjoy life. But in a like safe and pure and like innocent way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's not the 21 year old version of me who like <laughs> needed to be smacked and like in the mm-hmm. middle of the club. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I have that same energy, right. but it's like my approach to life has just matured and evolved where I realized right. that like fun doesn't have to look like how it did or how the world says that it needs to look when you're right. growing up. Like yeah. fun can just be being surrounded by the people that you love mm-hmm. and just having a good time on a rooftop, feeling good about life. Mm-hmm. And that can be a great and fun experience too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what would I think the younger you, maybe 18-year-old you would say? I think she would be really impressed with your confidence. I think you kind of hinted at that. I think that you come off as a very confident person. It's not that you don't have insecurities, like everybody has them, but I think that the way that you move with confidence in your own ability and confidence in God and confidence in what you've been called to do, I think that she would be really like real, I'm about to cry. I'm about to cry. Oh, oh my God. Is she going to cry? <laughs> Is she going to cry on the oh podcast? God. I think she would just be so proud of how confident uh, and all the work that you've done to become confident. Because I don't yeah. happen overnight. You don't just one day be like, I love everything about me. It no. takes a lot of work to love yourself. And I think yeah. that she would be so proud at how well you love yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mo. She would be oh proud of you. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Well, you're the one who started first. Jeez. Do we need to okay. pause? <clears throat> Let me gather myself. Uh, um, wow. Okay, sentimental. Much. All right, guys. Um, God, she's such a crybaby. Okay. <laughs> she's talking about Sorry. herself, not me. <laughs> um, next question. Yes. What was, this is more serious, so maybe the tears Great. will stop pretty quickly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What was the hardest lesson you had to learn in your 20s? And mm-hmm. how do you think that that lesson and learning that lesson will set you up for success in this next, next decade of your life? Mm. Hardest lesson. Okay. I think the hardest lesson that mm-hmm. I had to learn and part of me still has to learn and like at least remind myself of the lesson mm-hmm. um, is that no one else can make me happy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, another person cannot make me feel good about myself, cannot right. make me feel seen, valued, heard and loved the way that God can. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I had to learn that lesson so many times and it was hard because I was, I was idolizing relationships, particularly romantic relationships in a way that would cause me to really chase after boys or chase mm-hmm. after this validation from mm-hmm, men mm-hmm. because I was looking for them to feel whatever emptiness was inside of me. Right. And so I had to learn that lesson so many times and be hurt so many times and give myself away to so many people emotionally and mm. physically, just like I had to give so much of myself yeah. to, for it to end kind of in a destructive way to be reminded that like, Oh, this is still not enough. And right. so I think how that sets me up for success going into my thirties is like, I am just good with me. Like Mm. I love myself enough Mm -hmm. to know who I am and Mm -hmm. whose I am. So anything that I enter any relationship now, I'm thinking about like how with or with, like though I desire that thing with or without it, I will be okay. Exactly. And when it is not the only thing that will make me feel good about myself, when I don't feel like it's this tunnel vision, like if I get this, then Mm -hmm. finally I will be happy. Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to just move more freely. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to just, be myself and Mm. to just kind of like enter into things with 
this perspective of like, if it works, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Mm. And it won't be the end of the world. If it, if it's not all the things that I dream up and create in my head, like yeah. I'm going to be okay either way. And my, my dad sent me a video the other day, actually some man who's always talking on YouTube, giving tidbits <laughs> to single people. Cause he was single until 40. Oh, wow. And so he's always just talking to people wow. about singleness. And he said literally the same thing. He was just like, I just want to remind you, like if you're not okay by yourself, Come you on. won't be okay with someone that's else. Good. And yeah. also seek to be with a partner that is okay by themselves because mm, otherwise you will have to bear the weight of trying to be their end all be all trying to make them happy. And you simply are not enough. You so you will continue to feel like burdened by mm -hmm. that thing. And so I just, that kind of clicked to when you asked the question and then my dad had just sent me the mm. video yesterday and I'm just like, yeah, just this ability to just kind of like walk fully in who I am and to mm. know that like I'm okay by myself. That's good. I think I just had an epiphany when you were talking that I have access to all the joy in the world in this season. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everything that you want. All the joy in the world. I, I have access mm -hmm. to it. And what a lie Nothing from the withheld. enemy for me to think that my joy would reside in the future wow. because then that means I'm putting my, my joy in a job or mm -hmm. a city, anything other than God, because if God lives, his spirit lives within me and I have access to commune with him, I have, I have the joy of the Lord. Like yeah. that's my strength. And I just think of how many times I believe that lie that my joy was outside of, of out of communion with him. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's mm. here. My next season is not going to be more joyous. It, it could be the most joyous season, Correct. no matter what I'm facing right now, because I have God. Yeah. And I just, I've never thought about all the times that I thought my happiness was lying elsewhere, mm. like right beyond my, my reach. But really, yep. it was always I have access to it right now. Yeah. Nothing is withheld from you. Mm -mm. You know, truly. Wow. That's good. I huh? had not thought about that. Mm. I'll have to journal about that later. <laughs> well, if I could just say so myself, you low key snap. Oh, bruh. well, thank you. man. Yeah, snap that girl deep, deep. Uh, Third question. Last question of the episode. Uh, what maybe two th dreams, two or three dreams that you, what mm. are two or three dreams that you fulfilled in your twenties mm. and maybe what are two or three dreams you hope to fulfill in your thirties? Wow. Okay. Um, two dreams that I fulfilled mm -hmm. in my twenties. Hmm. That's a really, what did I do in my twenties? Okay. Well, I can tell you. I know. <laughs> right. Well, one of the dreams I think was to live somewhere else. Okay. Like, when I'm thinking about like when I was 20 years old, I was still in college mm -hmm. and I had only lived in Georgia my entire wow, life. Yeah. And now at 30, I have lived in five <laughs> other cities. And so it's kind of crazy to think, but like I, that was something that at the time was just like, oh, it was the opportunity in front of me at 20 was to move to New York. Mm -hmm. And that was like such a big deal. Huge. And my, I, I had to put together a PowerPoint for my parents to convince them to let me accept this internship to move to New York. Mm. And they were really not feeling it until we were at dinner one day mm. and a family friend walked up. I didn't know him. They knew him. And was like, oh, you know, just talking about because I was approaching graduation from college. And it's just like, oh, what's next for you? And I was like, well, I have this opportunity mm. to go be an intern at this organization, blah, 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 in New York City. And he just like hyped it up so much. Oh, and he was like, that. oh, my God, I know that organization. That's such a great opportunity. That's what? crazy that you even got in there. Like he just oh, said all wow. this stuff. And then my parents, <laughs> it basically when he walked away, they were almost like, you know, that pride that you feel about your child because someone else mm, is like, mm -hmm. you know, hyping something that they've done up. And that made them realize, oh, this is huge. And like, mm. we don't want to hold her back from that. Oh, so that. after that dinner, they said, yes, I accepted the opportunity. And then from there, I got to live in so many other mm -hmm. cities. So that was a really cool dream. I think that just kind of like 
it changed the, the trajectory of how I approach change. Mm. Like I have changed so many jobs, so many mm-hmm. cities, and I'm not really fearful of change. Like mm. if I got to move to a new place or start a new thing, like that's not something that scares me. It actually excites me. Mm. But I mm-hmm. think that started by just making that first move because mm-hmm. I never lived anywhere else before. I went from the South to New York City and lived in the city you by did. myself. Didn't even know anybody mm-hmm. there because all my friends were in college I graduated early mm-hmm. so did. just that whole experience I mm. think that completely shifted who I am mm-hmm. um I guess I'll connect that to one dream I hope to fulfill in my 30s is live somewhere else okay. like I think I got another city in me I don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. I have always kind of had a desire to do something overseas mm-hmm. so I think it could be really dope if I don't know some program some something mm-hmm. um, where I could do like a year somewhere else mm-hmm. like in London or Amsterdam mm-hmm. something cool like that um, or maybe it's like I take time off and I'm, it's like a service opportunity. I don't mm. know. But just the idea of um, getting to live somewhere else and experiencing something completely new in my 30s. Yeah. So we'll circle back at 40, I guess, to see if that <laughs> happens. I don't know. Another dream that I hope to fulfill in my 30s. Yeah, I, I think something around the rooted life. Like mm, okay. I, I really do believe that there's something special here, something bigger than really what we could even imagine. Mm. And I don't really know what that looks like. Um, but I would love to see this grow and flourish in some unexpected way mm. um, that allows us to kind of like just fulfill like a new, to live a new version of life through mm. this business and mm. through um, building this, whether, I don't know, we get picked up by somebody, mm. you know, Pick it turns up. into a show. Like, Ooh. I don't know. We get to travel with a group. I don't know. Mm. There's like so many possibilities, but um, it is a, a desire of mine to see this mm. grow and to see our efforts. Um, I don't know. Just turn into something even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. that's it. Those are beautiful. Thanks for including me in your dream. You know, I really can't see my future without you. So, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Well, this has been really wonderful, Dorian. Mm. I'm so glad. Thank you for, for your thoughtful questions. And thank you yeah. for um, always holding space for me and listening, even though this is for the podcast. Like, you would do this if we were just sitting oh, around. Oh, for sure. So yeah. Just appreciate your encouragement and your thoughtfulness as mm-hmm. always. So I'm grateful for you. And uh, for y'all listening, I hope this blessed you. I mean, we've cried, <laughs> we've laughed, we got drugs. This, this is obviously for us. So thank y'all, I guess, to you too, but mostly mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit for doing that thing he always does, which is just like encouraging and bringing hope and joy. So I think maybe we just wrap up by maybe just going through what our biggest takeaways are from this conversation. And then mm-hmm. we just close us on out. So I think, I don't know if I have two. I think I have one, just the importance of being present. I think that's such a new age thing of like, be present. But I never knew that it was scriptural until today in the book that Mm. I was reading. Like, oh, it says it in in Ecclesiastes, like to be present and to make that biblical connection of like, there's a lot of, there's, there's so much here in this moment that I could, that I could be grateful for. And I think even what you were talking about with change, I think because I have been so cynical, when I think about change, I think about all that I'm losing. I don't mm. think about all that I get to gain. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you're actually gaining more than you're losing. And mm. so I kinda, I think it kind of goes back into what we were saying about joy of like, I have access to all the joy in this season. I have access to all the peace in this season. I have access to all the happiness and mm. fulfillment in the season. Cause I'm walking in my calling and I'm being obedient or at least trying to, you mm-hmm. know? And so just this idea of like, that in this present moment, I have access to everything I need because yeah. the spirit of God lives within me. Mm. And and to just lean into that and to speak into that and to walk into that, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah. 
That's super sweet, Mo. Um, I think the biggest one for me was really the question that you asked about the little girl in me. And mm. it just reminds me that like a lot of transformation has taken place um, mm. in me. And I'm sure if each of us just took a moment to think about it, yeah. we could pinpoint all the ways that we have changed. Yeah. And it's just such a blessing to be able to see yourself grow, to yeah. see yourself mature and to actually identify the ways in which like, I'm different and mm-hmm. I'm better and life has been hard, but like it has made me a better person and yeah. I'm grateful for that. And so um, I'm leaving today's conversation just feeling like really appreciative, honestly, mm. for for every moment, for every low, yeah. for every in between, for every high, like all of it has allowed me to be at this place, like in my 30s and to just be able to like smile mm. with like true peace and excitement and just joy and yeah. so I'm, I'm really happy about that can I share one thing that's also in the book that I was mm-hmm. reading he he's talking about the wisdom of God and he's bringing up how um, God will allow you to go through things that you need to go through he was talking about Abraham he's like when God started off with Abraham he was no good he over here lying he not really obedient but he's like by the time God was done with him he wasn't just a better man he was a new man and mm. he talked about all the experiences that he allowed Abraham to get into, even when Abraham's own mistakes got him into trouble, the way that God allowed those things to happen because he knew there were things in him that he needed to pull out and things that he needed to put in. And that at the end he would be a a new man. He wasn't just better. He was a new version of himself. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so true that as we reflect back on this last year and decade, that there were situations that we didn't really understand Mm -hmm. or really agree with, but to look back and be like the wisdom of God was at work. And he knew that I needed that to learn this lesson and to become this version of myself. And it's hard in the moment to see that it's worth it, Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. You know, we talk about the gift of hindsight to look back and be like, okay, that was worth it. That had to go that way because this version of myself was worth all of that. Amen. It was worth it. Amen. So yeah. Mm. Okay. You know, today Mm. it was like, I got less drug and more encouraged Ooh, and like I like that I just really love that and I really don't know what else I could ask for so <laughs> shout out to the Holy Spirit for Thank just you, moving and being so encouraging and sweet yeah. to us on Thank this Saturday God. morning so y'all be sure to follow us at uh Rooted Life Podcast of course <laughs> on Instagram and while you're listening to this episode go ahead and share it with a friend yeah. post it in your stories and tag us yes and if y'all are listening on Apple Podcasts, just do us a small favor rate us five stars leave us a brief review it helps us so much yeah we love to hear what y'all have to say about us. So in that vein, shout out to Sammy underscore 261 who shared hey. recently they've been feeling kind of mm. defeated and that this podcast has been a heart check for them mm. and helps them look within to see how God is still speaking to them. That. So super encouraging, Sammy. Grateful to be used and sending you love encouragement mm-hmm. in this season. All right, y'all. We can't wait to see what God has in store for us this spring mm-hmm. and the rest of 2022. The next time you'll hear from us, we're going to have a new season. Hey. And till then, stay rooted.